With Colorado struggling, I think a lot of people are ready to jump off the bandwagon. But as Deion Sanders and Joel Embiid once said, it's time to trust the process. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode of Lockdown Bus is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. We are also brought to you the lock- by the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day for free. And wherever we- wherever you get your podcast, I'll be right here every single day giving you the best Colorado content you could find. Okay. It's time to look into, I guess, the future a little bit and just the, the present for Colorado. I think there's a lot of frustration with Coach Prime. I think there's a lot of frustration with this team. And I think there's a lot of frustration with the situation overall uh, in general. I've seen a lot of hype and excitement about the team turn into what is happening? What the hell is going on? What's wrong with the program? And I think at the end of the day, Coach Prime said it best and Joel Bead said it's best. They need to trust the process. So when asked about their struggles or whatever it may be uh, after the Oregon State game, which they obviously lost, he said he was talking about Sean Lewis as well. And he said, because the reporter was trying to ask him, what did Sean Lewis do uh, or what did Pat Shermer bring that Sean Lewis didn't do or something like that during the game? Uh, What were they seeing? What was the difference? And he said, we're not going to demean Sean Lewis. We're not going to take that tone. Sean is a good man. I think he's a good play caller. We just need a change at the time. We needed to try something else at the time. And that's what we did. And then he said, let's just trust the process. And I think it's a it's a tough phrase to hear, I guess you could say, because you bring on Sean Lewis as the highest paid assistant in program history. You bring in a guy who was a head coach, uh, renowned for one of being one of the most up-and-coming, forward-thinking offensive minds in college football. And then you kind of just toss him to the side like Andy did with his toys and Toy Story um, once he got new toys and it's like, or once he got older or whatever. And it's like, what what happened to Sean Lewis? Like, he's the guy. Everybody was excited about the hire. That was the best hire of the offseason, I think you could say, outside of Deion Sanders himself. And I think at the end of the day, I, I did some digging. I talked around to people who are close to the situation. They said that there's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Uh, that's, what the, that's what I was told. And I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's kind of a... Aside from Sean Lewis, I think there's three or four other guys on the staff that were head coaches at one point. And so when you are, especially an offensive coach, for instance, when you have an offense and that thing is your baby and it's like, I made this offense, I call the offense, this is my thing, this is what I do. And Coach Prime comes in and he's like, this is what we should do. And he's the head coach. So obviously what he goes says doesn't mean that everybody agrees with it. And so I, if based on what I'm hearing and based on just – kind of putting two and two together, it seems like there was some beef. There was not beef. I guess beef is a bad high school term, but there was some tension as to what they were doing and how they were doing it. And I think there's a lot of room for interpretation uh, when you think about how things were being operated in Colorado. Either way, Colorado fans shouldn't lose hope. Um, I like to throw this graphic up every once in a while, and I think it's fair to do this right now. Coming into the season, Colorado's win total was three and a half. Um, so people thought they were going to win three games or less, 
barely thought they were going to surpass three. They surpassed three um, quickly into the season. Honestly, they had chances to do it. Uh, I think in the first month they were three, they were three and zero, obviously. And then they lost Oregon and then they had a tight one against USC where had they started better, they could probably would have won that game. And so you have to look at the bigger picture. Um, I think you look at Colorado's recruiting class last year, they had a top 25 recruiting class and they didn't really start recruiting until obviously coach prime was hired, which was right before the early signing day period, um, which is coming up in December. And you look at their class. Now they're ranked 63rd overall. They have 10 commits and it's like, ah, 63 again, Jordan Seaton's on the board. Like these are guys that are on the, let me, let me go to their, excuse me, offers. And these are the guys that are on the board right now. You have Jordan Seaton. You have guys like uh, Draylon Miller, four-star receiver, 66th player in the country. You have Josiah Martin, a wide receiver. You have Jamar Taylor Jr., a wide receiver. Uh, Dejon Kalman, a wide receiver. You guys got offensive tackles. Um, There's not a lot of offensive linemen left, but there is some. Uh, then you guys got, let's just see, Zaheen Scott. Uh, you got Solomon Williams. There's a lot of guys out there is what I'm trying to say. I don't know which guys are actively pursuing, which guys they are. Some of them, like Jordan Seaton, uh, the four-star wide receiver they're pursuing. Those guys, yes. And then Jordan Seaton's the five-star offensive tackle. Um, they're pursuing those guys. And as we all know, no commitment is safe from Coach Prime until there's pen put to paper. We've seen it with Cormani, Travis. Uh, Dylan Edwards, they flipped him from Notre Dame. Like they're just give Coach Prime some time. And I think uh it's gonna be tough for Colorado to make a bowl game. They obviously have to win two out of the next three. And I wrote about this today, and you can go check it out. Um over I re- I reposted on my Athlon site, but it's over on my other site at Fan Nation. Colorado has, I believe it's an 18% chance of making a bowl game. So if it doesn't work out, that's extra time for them to recruit. If it does work out, then they'll still be able to they'll still be able to recruit. It's just they're obviously going to have to focus on the bowl game a bit. Either way, Coach Prime is going to recruit. He's the hottest name in college football. He's the most famous person in college football, maybe even his college football history, which I feel like feels premature. But in terms of just overall buzz that he's generating, I don't think anyone else has generated this buzz. It reminds me of like, this is my Mount Rushmore of famous college football figures. And this isn't like success or like, this isn't based off success, wins, losses, awards championships and it's just who i think is probably the most famous college football people in my lifetime tim tebow johnny menzel nick saban um cam newton was up there for sure and then Deion sanders i would say is my that they'd round up my top five i feel like i don't know if i'm missing anybody reggie bush reggie bush was famous too so six those are my top six adrian peterson seven those are my top seven um let me know if i'm missing anybody within I was born in 1999, so let's try to pick someone within that range. <laughs> but he's the most famous person uh, by far, or one of the most famous people, and I think he just has a lot to offer. He's going to continue to use the transfer portal. Whether it works out, don't know, but he's going to bring in guys. That's the one thing about Coach Prime I, and his staff. I think they're going to have no issue bringing in talent. It's about their development of the talent, which is where they will um, make or break get or yeah, make or break their their bread or make or break their seasons and future at this program, um, if you will. So I think there's a lot to look into for Colorado. It's definitely going to be a tougher stretch, but at the end of the day, Colorado is a program that's trending in the upward direction. I think the big 12 is a weak conference and will be a weak conference. Utah 
and Arizona State will also be trending up. Arizona, honestly, the four Pac-12 schools may be the best programs in the Big 12. I'll just put it that way. I think the rest of the Big 12 is struggling, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I think the four new Big, or yeah, the four new Pac-12 schools that are going to the Big 12 will all fare well. And so trust Dion, trust Coach Prime. He's going to recruit well. He's going to get transfers. He's going to, and this is touching on what I posted yesterday. I think with the demotion of Sean Lewis, um, you could, and then I've had people say it's not a demotion. If you come to call plays, you leave a head coaching job to call plays, and you no longer call plays and choose the plays, that is demotion. I don't like that's let's call a spade a spade. I think the Sean Lewis experiment in Colorado is probably going to end. It's just kind of how things shake out. I think it was a change that Coach Prime felt was needed, so I respect his decision for that. Uh, but I think it's a change that will probably lead to Sean Lewis look else looking elsewhere. And plus, we have to you have to factor this in, guys. Sean Lewis was going to leave regardless. Like that was whether it was year one or year two. Year two, he wants to be a head coach. Like he left Kent State as a head coach to come to Colorado to be on a bigger stage, a bigger platform, and he showed out what he could do. They went they went three and zero, and I, I want to say it was by week four or five when Mel Tucker had his issues. Oh, Midnight Mel, uh, where Sean Lewis was a candidate for the Michigan State job. There was an article written recently um, over at Fox Sports that he is on the short list of candidates for Michigan State. Northwestern is another job he may be in the mix for. And he may get another high-profile offensive coordinator job if that's not um, where it works out. Maybe Notre Dame looks elsewhere. Maybe Iowa, who has been struggling mightily with their offense and their the coach's son who was the offensive coordinator stepped down because he wasn't going to score 30 points a game. Maybe he goes there and revitalizes the Iowa offense. Who knows? But Sean Lewis is bound to leave. And I think coach prime will find a proper replacement. And I don't know if that's going to be Pat Shermer. Don't know if he's going to go hire a guy like uh, GJ Kine or uh, not GJ Kine, uh, Jake Spavadol from Cal, uh, because I imagine this Cal experiment with Justin Wilcox is going to be over. There's going to be guys out there. Um, there's going to be guys who, are looking for opportunities. And I think Coach Prime is going to find these guys, whether it's recruits, transfers, coaches, everyone wants to be associated with Coach Prime. I think you just have to kind of fall in line and do things his way. And I think that's maybe where Sean Lewis and maybe Sean Lewis didn't always agree with, or maybe that's the problems at hand there. So it'll be interesting to see how that continues to move forward. But like I said, Colorado is ahead of schedule. I think most people are just disappointed because there was so much buzz to start the season, but that's how life works out sometimes. This episode of Locked on Bust is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. It's time for my game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Much like Shadur Sanders late in the second half, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Shadur Sanders, the game was, they were down and they needed some big plays. And even though he's all beat up and it clearly hurting. He led Colorado, almost led a comeback, but some game time management things uh, hurt Colorado. Either way, as a game changer, he's my game changer of the week. Is there a game changing player moment for you? Let me know in the comment section. I think it was Shadur or Travis Hunter could also be a good one. Um, but back to Athletic Brewing Company, they completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make full strength brews that are great chasing and award winning, and beat out full strength beers and global. Um, global competitions they are fit for all time so you can drink them anywhere anytime and you make any activity more enjoyable it's like watching you can watch a big game you can watch your kids game you could do drink so drink some at work or while you're working out the best part is there's no hangovers ever you can find athletic in-store online at and at beer bars around the country 
You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first-time order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Welcome back. We are talking about Shadur Sanders. I think one of the things that we've noticed or that I've noticed around Colorado is obviously Shadur, Travis, Shiloh to an extent, but I don't think he's as um, he's not as covered or I wouldn't say he's not as covered when they send the representatives to speak to the media. It's usually Shadur and Travis. So I wouldn't say Shiloh is like forgotten about, but we obviously just don't see him talking to the media uh, as much. But one thing we have noticed is like Shiloh was on Pat McAfee and they're always trying to bait the Sanders brothers and Travis Hunter into saying something big. Everybody wants the headline from Shadur. Everyone wants the headline from Travis Hunter. Everyone wants the headline from Dion, um, Shiloh, who else? Maybe like a wide receiver like Jimmy Horn Jr. or someone. Everyone wants them to be to slip up and say, take a shot at someone else or take a shot at this or take a shot at that. And we saw that on Saturday. So after the game, as you guys all know, I kind of touched, touched on it yesterday and today a little bit. Coach Prime demotes Sean Lewis, promotes Pat Shermer to call plays, and Shadur was asked about it after the game. Obviously, they lost, and obviously the offense struggled. Um, they they only put up 283 yards of offense on the day. Under Sean Lewis, they averaged like 408, I believe the number is. Uh, Shadur Sanders had like 44 yards passing heading into halftime, and it wasn't until late in the fourth quarter that Colorado was really able to do anything. And so the question asked was essentially what was the difference between Pat Shermer and Sean Lewis? This is me paraphrasing. I don't remember the word word for word what the question was. But what what was the difference? And Shadur being the leader that he is, and which I want to give – this is why I did a segment about this. I want to give Shadur Sanders his flowers. He has been a great leader and a great teammate this whole year uh, because I think he's had – ample opportunities to be like this offensive line is terrible they can't block for me i'm always getting hit he will always just say i'm a little banged up like he never never throws anybody under the bus and i think he knows one he knows that the backfire he would get but two i think he's just a great teammate and i don't think people i think people are more focused on this which the watch celebration i have a watch on but you get it um the watch celebration or his nil value because i think he's the first or he's top three for sure i know it's him brian james and arch manning are all up there and I think they focus on more of Shadur, the character, rather than Shadur, the person. And Shadur Sanders is a great teammate for Colorado. And he's a great teammate and obviously very well PR trained. And he says, I mean, at that point, you're just asking me to, a set of questions. You just want a headline question. I'm not even going to answer that. Honestly, I just I can't even answer that, Shadur Sanders said. Uh, and obviously the reporter kind of tried to play it off like he wasn't meaning to set him up. But as a reporter and this isn't me trying to say I've, I've asked setup questions, but there's certain topics that are trending. And so you ask them about things that you want to discuss. I've asked multiple coaches in the, within the past few weeks uh, about Michigan sign stealing scandal. Obviously people want to hear about sign stealing. And so obviously as a reporter, I write about it. I'm like, okay, so-and-so said this about sign stealing. I asked Sean Lewis and Charles Kelly prior to the year, what they were hoping to see from their units uh, who were kind of, they were all brand new, obviously. And so 
I asked them that because obviously Colorado had talked about bringing in new guys and bringing in all these transfers at the, after the spring game. And so I was like, okay, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you coach that? That's all. It's not leading questions. It's just people want to know how Colorado is going to deal with all the transfers. People want to know how people are going to talk about sign stealing. People want to know for Colorado, was there a difference from the players or coaches perspective about the play calling? And I don't want to say it's a leading question, but it's like a question where that's a, t- a trending topic. And in a sense, they are trying to get Shadur to say something. And I think reporters, there's a fine line between a leading question and an inquisitive question. And I think that one was more on the 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 latter or the the forefront part. Because obviously they want Shadur Sanders to be like, yeah, when Coach Lewis calls plays, we do this differently. Or when Coach Shermer calls plays, this happens. And while this didn't happen when Sean Lewis is calling plays. Like that's what they were hoping for. Obviously that would break the internet. That would lead to Shadur being the most scrutinized player in college football. Mind you, Caleb Williams is out here being the most scrutinized player in college football right now. And so I think one comment by Shadur would easily take that cake. Not that that's cake that you want to be taking. That's, that's the ice cream cake that nobody likes. So obviously you don't want to, uh, you don't want to be in the headlines for wrong reasons. They say good, all publicity is good publicity, but at the end of the day, that's really not. Um, and Shadur Sanders knows that. And so that was a good, a good avoidance of a question by him. And he just continues to be a leader for this Colorado team. This episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by our sponsor over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes waiter for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I personally use LinkedIn to get my first ever job out of school. I was looking everywhere. I put in what I was good at, what my skill sets were and to match jobs to my skill sets and i was able to communicate with the hiring manager so if you want to find the perfect candidate like i was add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. We are talking about Arizona to conclude the show. I'm going to do this a little quicker since we're running out of time. But I think someone asked me about this in the comment section yesterday. And it was like, what is going on? What? Why is Arizona so good? And for starters, it all starts with no Fafita, their quarterback. He's a redshirt freshman. Uh, he took over for Jaden Delora, who was a the former Washington State star, and kind of a he's a gunslinger. I like Jaden Delora's game when he's at his best. I hate it when he's at his worst. If I was an Arizona fan or Washington State fan, because he's the type of guy that can make any throw on the field, but he's also the type of guy that would look downfield, see his favorite target triple covered, and be like, "I can make that throw." and when you're a gunslinger, sometimes you make them, sometimes you don't. And no, Fafita takes the risk out of out of the out of the play for Arizona. In his uh, few games that he started, uh, he took over after the Stanford game. Uh, he is he's an efficient passer. Uh, in his first three appearances, he was a combined eight for eight with um, obviously going 100. percent Then he starts at Washington or against Washington. 
goes 27 of 39 for three touchdowns and a pick. This was his worst game statistically, completed 69% of his passes, had 232 yards, and also ran for 19. Very athletic runner, too. Um, he could he's a smart runner. He doesn't run away. Like he'll he'll he could get yards with his legs, but he likes to look forward. He likes to look downfield, kind of like what Shadur does. Shadur will run if absolutely necessary. Um, but that's not what this guy's up to. Uh then USC throws for five touchdowns, 303 yards, completes 71% of his passes. Then this is where the terror starts. Like you, you're like, oh, the terror didn't start. No, th- this is where the terror starts. Playing number 19 Washington State on the road. They beat him 44 to 6. He throws for 342 yards and completes 79% of his passes. And then they go to Oregon State. They play against Oregon State, number 11 in the country at this time. Throws for 275 yards, three touchdowns. Then last week, they tr- play against UCLA, number 19 in the country, 300 yards, three touchdowns. So he has 14 touchdowns on the year, just four picks, is super efficient, is completing 76% of his passes, and he's the game changer for Arizona. What else is the game changer for Arizona? It has been their defense. I think a lot of people had questions about their defense. Uh, they took in some transfers. They, they took in uh, Taylor Upshaw, who was a former Colorado Buffalo for about a month. Uh, they took in Justin Flo the former viral star, Oregon linebacker. And they took in a few other guys. Uh, they have they held Washington State to six points. They held Washington to 31, which I feel like that's a lot of points in a sense. But for Washington State, who's been putting up 40 and above, that's pretty good. Uh, they limited Oregon State to 24. And plus, they were making big plays. They, had, they forced three fumbles, which took some, some, some momentum away. Uh, they got to the quarterback, freak, had one tackle and then three tackles for a loss at seven pass deflections against Oregon state. So they're just all over this Arizona defense is much improved. Um, and I think that's kind of the key to their success is no Fafita and their defense being improved. And so for Colorado, you have to limit, uh, their wide receivers. They have a really good wide receiver core. They have, uh, Teratoa McMillan, I believe is how you say his name, how you say his name. Um, he has 52 catches for 753 yards and seven touchdowns. Jacob Cowing, super underrated receiver. He's a 5'11 guy, 69 catches, nice, uh, 510 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, transfer from UTEP, burst onto the scene last year, had 1,000 catches, or 1,000 catches, that'd be crazy. Had 1,000 yards on 85 catches for seven touchdowns, and he's just always open. And then they have Montana Lamonius Craig, who obviously was – expected to kind of be a Colorado standout after that spring game. He's on, he's part of their wide receiver core. He's someone who could also make plays as well. Maybe a little revenge game for him. So they have a lot of weapons to look out for. Their running backs are pretty solid. Jonah Coleman is the one that stands out to me the most. So this Arizona state or this Arizona team, excuse me, is very much improved. I think it's going to be a tough game for Colorado and Arizona, I believe is favored by nine at this time. Um, We'll see if that changes anywhere down the line. Uh, just because are they favored by 10 now? Wow. Um, just because I think there's a lot of things working in their favor. So look out for Arizona. They're a very good team, very solid team. And I think that this is going to be an interesting match for Colorado. They have to win two more games to make a bowl game. And this is going to be a tough stretch. So trust in the process. Like I said earlier, I think coach prime knows what he's doing. I think it, for those on the outside looking in, it just seems a little bit confusing, but he knows what he's doing. He's going to make the right decisions. I think and Colorado Buffaloes will be trending in the right direction in no time. Hope you guys have a great day. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. We're nearing 4,000 subscribers. Let's get there. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single day.